Good morning. It's February 29th and this is your daily brief in Australia News. Here's everything you need to know. In a chilling turn of events, a police officer is accused of using his service weapon in a calculated act of violence, shaking the very foundations of trust within the community. On February 19th, Beau Lamar Condon, a member of the police force, allegedly executed a premeditated murder of Jesse Baird and Luke Davies at their Paddington residence, utilising his police-issued Glock. The aftermath of the crime saw Lamar Condon allegedly engage in a calculated effort to obscure his actions. He is accused of deleting messages, impersonating one of the victims via text, meticulously cleaning the crime scene and disposing of the victim's bloodied belongings. The grim saga continued as Lamar Condon purportedly concealed the bodies in surfboard bags, transporting them to a secluded property in Bungonia, 200 kilometres southwest of Sydney. It was only after obtaining legal counsel that he led detectives to the grim discovery of the bodies. Following these events, Lamar Condon faces two counts of murder charges and has been suspended without pay from the police force. The investigation into this harrowing case has been extensive, involving the discovery of blood-stained items in a skip bin, searches across multiple properties, and the analysis of CCTV footage to track Lamar Condon's movements. Notably, the accused made partial admissions to acquaintances, including a former officer, shedding light on potential breaches in gun safety protocols within the NSW police force, now under rigorous review. The impact of this tragedy on the community has been profound, with the local and LGBTQ communities coming together to mourn the loss of Baird and Davies. Their vibrant personalities and contributions are commemorated through floral tributes and heartfelt messages left at the scene, highlighting the deep void their absence has left in the hearts of many. In Melbourne, the Westgate Tunnel project has sparked widespread disruption, significantly affecting the Docklands area and its local businesses. This major infrastructure endeavour, spearheaded by Transurban, has not only fallen behind schedule by three years, but also exceeded its budget projections, adding to the complexity of its impact on the community. The project's implications extend beyond construction delays, with an estimated 9,000 additional vehicles expected to congest the streets of North and West Melbourne, as well as Docklands, upon completion. This influx promises to reshape the daily dynamics of these neighbourhoods, challenging both residents and businesses alike. In response to the cascading effects of train service suspensions and road blockages, the state government has recommended that residents adopt remote work arrangements to ease the strain on local infrastructure. Despite these mitigation efforts, the toll on Docklands' business landscape is already evident. The disruption has forced at least one prominent business owner to relocate, signalling the profound impact on the local economy. This situation raises concerns about the long-term viability and recovery of the area, with some voices in the community fearing that the repercussions of the Westgate Tunnel project could linger for decades. Amid these challenges, the question of adequate support for affected businesses looms large. While efforts have been made to notify and assist those impacted, the sentiment among some proprietors suggests that the measures may fall short of addressing the full scope of the disruption as the project continues to unfold, 
The Docklands Precinct stands at a crossroads, facing a future shaped by both the promise of improved infrastructure and the immediate realities of adaptation and resilience. In a striking call for transparency, former Treasurer and ex-Ambassador Joe Hockey has labelled an unnamed ex-politician a traitor for allegedly betraying Australia to foreign spies. This bold statement comes after ASIO Director General Mike Burgess revealed the existence of a spy network and the involvement of a former politician, yet withheld both the identity of the individual and the country involved. Hockey's demand for the immediate naming of the accused ex-politician stems from a deep concern for national security and the potential impact on Australia's relationships with its allies. He has openly questioned whether the individual in question could have been a colleague from his time in the Liberal Party, highlighting the personal stakes involved. While Hockey criticises the lack of transparency, other politicians have shown respect for ASIO's discretion. Treasurer Jim Chalmers and Labor Minister Anika Wells have both emphasised the ongoing threat of foreign interference, expressing trust in ASIO's judgement. Defence Minister Richard Marles has also weighed in, stressing the importance of vigilance not just among politicians, but all public servants. Hockey's insistence on public identification, despite the absence of charges or convictions, owing to the incident occurring before the enactment of foreign interference laws in 2018, underscores a significant divide in opinion on how to handle allegations of espionage within the political sphere. This situation raises crucial questions about national security, transparency and the balance between the two in the face of foreign espionage. In a candid reflection, former AFL player Brandon Jack delves into the recurring issue of drug use among athletes specifically pointing out the unending cycle of cocaine incidents within the AFL. His perspective sheds light on a broader societal issue, challenging the notion that this problem is confined to the world of professional sports. Brandon Jack doesn't shy away from acknowledging the high prevalence of cocaine use in Australia, suggesting that the issue extends far beyond the AFL. He criticises the public's expectation for AFL players to embody the role of societal role models, arguing that this expectation glosses over the complexities and realities of addiction and societal issues. Jack draws an intriguing comparison between the public's fascination with AFL players and the audience's captivation by the criminal protagonist in The Wolf of Wall Street. He suggests that there is a parallel in the public's desire to overlook the unsavoury actions of sports figures, much like the movie's audience revels in the exploits of its lead character. He concludes by challenging the audience to reconsider their willingness to ignore the real issues faced by football players. Jack's commentary points to a broken social contract between the public and athletes, urging a more honest and nuanced discussion about the role of sports figures in society. In Victoria's West, firefighters are locked in a fierce battle against two bushfires under the harsh conditions of sweltering heat and gusty winds. This situation puts residents on high alert and tests the resolve of emergency services. The Daryl bushfire, known for its rapid spread, forced residents to seek safety indoors. Despite the adverse conditions, 
the fire has been successfully contained to about 100 hectares, with property damage kept to a minimum. Meanwhile, the Beaufort bushfire presents its own set of challenges. Since igniting last week, it has consumed at least six homes, though it remains within control lines. The drop in temperature hasn't eased the concerns of firefighters who remain on high alert, wary of any unexpected shifts in fire behaviour. Their efforts are supported by ongoing assessments from the Bureau of Meteorology, ensuring a well-informed response to the evolving situation. The Country Fire Authority's Chief Officer has not hesitated to praise the firefighters. Their dedication and skill have been crucial in controlling the blazes and significantly reducing the potential damage to properties, showcasing the resilience and preparedness of Victoria's emergency services. This has been your daily brief in Australian news. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.